Today on ABC Devo, Shrivel Up. Hi, everybody. I want you to gather around and uh, let me tell you about a little show we're doing. It's called ABC Devo. Um, It's a program where we are discussing every song by Devo alphabetically from fourth dimension to a wiggly world. I'm John Ingle. I'm Joe Maisel. I'm Pete Taylor. And I am Tom Taylor. And today we are discussing the song Shrivel Up from the 1978 album Question, Are We Not Men? Answer, We Are Devo. Well, you've already answered the question. I guess we're done. (laughs) Yeah, spoilers. We have not answered the question of what is shriveling up. <laughs> I'm not well, sure if it was close to get facts. Uh, <clears throat> well, according to songmeanings.com. Oh, there we oh, go. Jump, jumping right in. So I just got up. Give me a minute, please, before we dive into. Oh, now go ahead. Um, a gentleman by the name, I'm presuming. I'm sorry. A gentleman, I pre- uh, uh, presumably. A gentleman by the name of Meat Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> of the Southampton Meat Bombs? Yes. Is a bomb, like B-A-L-M, or bomb? Like no, this is bomb like um, a nuclear one. Okay. Nuclear one, excuse me. Well, no, I never bomb. get that right. Yeah. Meat Bomb. <laughs> it'll help with jock itch. It'll help with chafing. You need to use Meat Bomb. Any, anyway. Anywhere there, there's meat. Just apply it. Okay. Anyway. So... The bomb of meat uh, lets us know, and mamas and daddies, put your kiddies to bed. Am I going to have to bleep this? Um, no, there's nothing that's actually a curse as far as I know. But we'll see. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't what language curses. you speak. <laughs> but... um, this song is, li- is about sex, like many of Devo's songs. Specifically, the penis shriveling up after it has done its thing, smiley face. <laughs> there Get are it. a ton of little hints. Hmm. Hint one, I'm paraphrasing this gentleman's uh, writing. The music sounds like it is, quote, coming down, unquote. The whole song is a denouement. Hmm. Two, the drip, drip, drip sound. Three, quote, you can't go back, unquote. After you've come, you're done. Wow. This, I, Four. I'm going to bleep this whole episode, I think. <laughs> Pretty close to bleeping here. Four. Buy him by the sack. Yes, also a White Castle reference, but the topic of the song also comes by the sackful. I don't know which is grosser. A White Castle uh, like this. Five. Or was it six? Who knows? Can't get pissed or you won't get it up. Ugh. Ahem. Uh, no, no, no. Six or seven. Maybe just another rap, but you're running out of sap is pretty obviously the theme. And finally, it's a God-given law that you're going to get small. <laughs> Clear enough. So I think Meat Bomb has uh, said it all. Next song. <laughs> wow. Got a pooty poo poo. Now, don't you... Not not to disparage Meat Bomb here or anything, but don't you guys think that the song might be a little bit more about impotence than about post-coital? 
situation. I mean, to me, it's talking. Well, more he didn't about specify. He just aging. said about sex. So well, he said after doing the deed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was being very. I thought he was being very specific about <laughs> after you have sex. No, he was um, being vague and poetic. <laughs> right. I would, I thought the song was just about getting old and putting it in the context of of huh. impotence. Like that actually makes a little more ball. sense. Yeah, I mean, at least that has a little bit more scope to it as far as theme. Uh, like, well, song is uh, just about like you're <laughs> you just had sex and now you you know you're gonna have to wait a while and get it back up again. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's not quite as interesting to me. But uh, that's how I, I I read in a little bit more. I think I guess than than Meep Bomb hmm. did. He's not crazy for Meep seeing Bomb, what he, he saw in the song. Yeah. I think Meat Bomb has put a lot of work into this. I think he might have had a bias going in, but, um, you know, he had a thesis and he has supporting evidence for his thesis. Love it or hate it, you got to give him credit for uh, trying and sticking to his guns. I think he read too much into the dripping sound. That's that's where his thesis goes wrong. God. Yeah. I think that was just a rhythmic choice. <laughs> I don't think it was saying what he thinks it's saying. Yeah, it does ignore the seminal lyric of dying under daddy's cap. Right. Yeah, they talk about yeah. that a lot. That's uh, Boogie Boy says that when he magically appears on a um, exercise bike in Rod Reuter's office. Yes, he did. <laughs> Dying under Daddy's cap, smeghead. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I kind of want to know exactly, literally, what that means. Dying under Daddy, like even under this uh, this sort of impotence uh, uh, interpretation. Yeah, I, I would say it's about. I mean, you know, while the uh, sexual allusions are there, and I think it is a valid uh, reading of the song, my my take is it's more uh, it's more being a nine to five wage a wage slave, daddy's cap being like mm. daddy being the boss. Right. That's exactly how it seems like Mr. Boogie Boy means it in that scene with yeah. Rob Ruder and everything. Yeah. I, I think there was an interview or something where they, they were talking about it, like like Daddy being the like the record industry, the, the record label for them, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. So it's like, you know, whatever, whoever the, your boss is, you know, you're, obviously it's not going to be the record industry for everybody. It's not going to be Warner Brothers mm-hmm. for, for uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I think that's, that, that's what they were going for, that kind of, you know, corporate overlord thing. Oh, man, you know, I just had this idea. Wouldn't it have been wonderful if Brazil was scored all by Devo? Well, yeah, but... I'm pretty happy with miss... how Brazil scored already. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it was, a fine you know. score. I'm just saying that, you know, if it was filled with Devo songs, yeah, who would it hurt? Not me. <laughs> um, did, did something just precipitate that, or just thematically you were... It was the... When I think corporate wage slave, right. my okay. brain immediately goes to several scenes from Brazil. Okay. Um, That's it. You know, sorry, sorry for uh, messing with your world, guys. No, no, I, I I approve. I just didn't know where it came from. I thought I was worried I was missing something. Um, but yeah, this um, I I'm much more comfortable <laughs> for more reasons than one. I'm much more comfortable with kind of our interpretation of it, that kind of, you know, because um, it's also the very Devo, kind of, obviously both things are very Devo, but mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, Americana kind of like, you know, the uh, the the trouble, the trail, trail, travails, trials, 
the, the travails, trials and travails. Yes, yeah, of the working man. Hmm. Um, were they? Uh, I don't know. Be it a coal mine or not? Right. Um, there's an interesting thing. Uh, let me go. Let's step behind the scenes for a second. Literally. Uh, sure. Let's step All behind right. these scenes. All right, guys. Um, it was written by uh, Jerry and Mark and Bob One. And then, uh, apparently, there's some confusion, hubbub, commotion, whatever, uh, because uh, Mark and Jerry both recorded a vocal track for this. Well, Mark recorded his in Germany when they were doing the main production, and then later when they were in the U.S., they were do- mixing it, and they were doing overdubs and whatever. Jerry recorded a new vocal track for this. And so they they both think that theirs is the one that's on the album <laughs> and they don't know like they've like nobody's quite sure who it is all the time do, do you guys in your head really? who's singing this when you when you think it mark i think mark is mark seems it is my opinion that mark has a little bit more of a vocal range yes i agree with that and i agree that it is mark on the song I could yeah. be wrong, but that's my I gut. I feel fairly certain it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pete? Well, it makes sense. It's the original, you know, um, sessions. You I'm know. listening to it right now. It's absolutely Mark. All right. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. Don't go given law. Like, there's just something, but I've always pictured Mark when I listen to this. Song. Yeah. I've never right. even thought about but it twice. I have a pro- Like, I, I feel like often. Uh, most of the time I'm picturing Mark and uh, sometimes I'm proven wrong. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think my default kind of Devo setup in my head is, is Mark is singing these songs. And then I'm like, Oh no, wait, like if I see the video or if I read, you know, like, Oh no, it's Jerry singing that. I'm like, Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I get it. Oh, well, there's something about the way he says God given law. That kind of sounds like a plan for you. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I was thinking, am you both? Thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm half kidding and half not. I really just wanted to say that. But um, it also does sound like Mark's saying, like it's got a little bit of that kind of twang to it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also, I don't know. I could see, I could see either way. I don't know. Anyway, it's an interesting uh, conundrum. No. Experiment? Who knows? Calliope. There Monkey? You go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sure. So this is also one of those, you know, classic kind of Devo songs, like the, like when they were playing live a lot, this, this was in there. Um, uh, it's on, um, is it on is it live hardcore years? No. Cause that's more, uh, well, well hardcore stuff, obviously. Right. You know, it's on Are We Not Man, it's on Greatest Misses. Years released mm-hmm. seventy eight, the album's album version, years performed, seventy seven, seventy eight, October seventeenth only in nineteen seventy eight. I don't know why, how weirdly specific that is. Well, I don't know why. But then seventy nine and then two thousand nine, which I guess is the, the Are We Not Men tour. Um and uh huh. Doesn't really say what there's also, um, let's see, 
There's also an interesting note here, two notes here. Uh, there's a dub version of this, which I haven't heard. It's not in my... By Two Cinema Tales. No, dub, dub, not dub. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shrivel up! Uh, it's a God-given yeah. fact. Little darling, shrivel up. Um, <laughs> that you're going to lose your mind. The um, but apparently the uh, they like a lot of the the record. You know, they went recorded it in in Germany with Brian Eno, and then they brought it back to to uh, L.A. and they were like, oh, let's just undo this and undo that, and they kind of fussed with it and kind of brought down some of his. Uh, they, they kind of undid some of his production themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but apparently this song, they just kind of let it ride for the most part. Um, they're just kind of like, oh, sounds cool. It does sound really cool. Yeah. Smooth and velvety and kind of creepy. Yeah. So we, what we have here, gentlemen, is a last a song. To communicate? I don't think so. I think we're doing pretty good. All right. Yeah. But um, this is a last song on an album. Um, yeah. and, we, and we like to discuss the nature of those. And I think this is a really weird last song for an album. Mm-hmm. It always strikes me as there should be more songs after this song. <laughs> and I've been kind of wrestling with how to articulate why all day. I've been thinking about it all day. Like, this is the one thing about the song that always kind of bugs me. And not in a, really not in a negative way. I love the song. But I'm always like, this just sounds like it should be maybe the first song on the on side two or something. It just has this kind of like progressive sound to it where it's, I don't know, it just doesn't have a, a sound of finality. It's a weird last song. I think it kind of comes around right at the end when all that stuff goes on at the end of the mm-hmm. song. Right. Um, and I kind of almost wonder if that's, I don't know. I doubt if they were like, well, this song doesn't sound like the last song. We better do something at the end. <laughs> but it kind of seems like that to me. I'm like, a little bit. Because as the song's going along, I'm like, this doesn't sound sound final at all. And then they kind of do that all right. odd stuff at the end, you know, and it kind of, kind of comes around for me. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, did you guys ever think this too when you're listening to the song? If you're listening to the whole record and you get to yeah. the song? Yeah, definitely. It is. It's a, it's a weird, um, it does. And it doesn't make sense in a way. It makes sense because they're, it's, they're kind of giving you advice. It sounds like they're kind of like, I mean, a lot of their songs are kind of like laying down some truth for you. That's going to serve you well in life. If you just listen to them or something. And so it, in a way it sounds like they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, we got to go, but before we go, here's some advice that you'll need to get through life. You know, mm-hmm. Like, watch out for shriveling up. You're going to shrivel up, but, but you know, you know, I don't, know. I don't want but it's not as much like, advice as it is, like, you know, it's a like a self fulfilling thing, too. It's like, you know, we're, we're here, here's proof. Like, we're not going out with a bang, we're going out with a shrivel up. <laughs> yeah, look what happened to us. We had a whole record and everything, and now we're just kind of shriveling up. Yeah. Okay, there are two things I want to say. Number one, I'm not the kind of guy who wants to give Meat Bomb more credence <laughs> than he deserves. <laughs> but. <laughs> If you think about it, this is the last song, and what's the first song on the album? Um, Uncontrollable Uncontrollable Urge. Oh, all right. Yeah, good. You guys are really quick on the ball there. Are they not? The whole album was like one long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it's an interesting sort of interesting tunes to bookend the album on. Mm. Um, And the second point I want to bring up, and we, you know, we can discuss the first point all we want, and the second point. 
I don't know, but this is the first time I recall hearing a band be a hundred percent self-referential. I mean, I guess technically it would have been hmm. the Beatles Glass Onion. Let's not get Joe started on John Lennon again. Yeah, don't get me started on John Lennon, generally speaking. But I guess with like John Lennon, it was, um, I mean, he's being self-referential, but he's being self-referential at an earlier part of his life, like when he gets really self-referential. Like, how does it feel about his relationship with Paul McCartney after he's done with his relationship with Paul McCartney? Right. You know, I mean, Glass Onion would be the kind of exception, but even Glass Onion is sort of like to a 13 year old listening to it. It's kind of like I'm dancing around Beatle facts. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. Obviously, you'll get it because you like the Beatles. But, you know, maybe it'll make you feel smarter, Joe Maisel. I don't know. But with uh, Shrivel Up, it was Shrivel Up, Devo. I'm like, wait, you can just do that. You can just name drop yourself. <laughs> Um, and not, you know, and again, there's hip hop and obviously like, you know, hip hop has always been somewhat self-referential, but there's something different about it. I don't know. Just within, within the context of Devo, I was just like, wait, what, wait, you can do, just do that. That that's weird. Um, and even Jocko Homo, which comes earlier in the album, it's at least like, we call ourselves Devo based on a philosophy of Devo. Right. Uh, where would shrivel up? It's just like shrivel up. Us guys in this band right now, yeah. <laughs> I know. Stop I playing of, Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rocked me a little bit when I was what fourteen, fifteen years old when I first heard this album. Right. Hmm. Also, John Lennon is terrible. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. I I like uh, again. It's like a hmm. I like that it it it's the weird way to stop the album like that. That it, again, it's it is it's it's also self-referential like that, and it's not, um, it's not a fade out. It does kind of like it trickles out a little bit, but it's not. Uh, right. Um, you know, it 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 works totally. Um, so let's talk about that. How do we uh? How does that, what does that turn into letter-wise, grade-wise? Oh, man. Mm. I'll go first. Sure. I give it just a good old straight-up A. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's a very good song. It sounds really cool. And it sounds uh, just musically and verbally, it's really cool. It's very much Devo. Uh, yeah. And I think it really does work as a, as a, the more I think about it, I think it does sort of work as the last song on the album in a weird way. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. 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 It's just weird. It doesn't not work for me. It's just weird. As I'm it listening is weird. to it, I'm like, like, this doesn't sound like the album's over. It sounds like there's more to come. But maybe that's <laughs> yeah. the effect they want, you know? Or, or it's just like a weird note for them to leave you on or something. Yeah. Like, oh, could you just do another one? Like, that? I feel weird now. Just do one more song before you go. <laughs> it's like the, uh, you know... I don't know. Like if you're about to go to bed and like the, the like the last story that you read or the last show that you watch was creepy, so you're like, oh, yeah, let just, yeah. Let me just put something else. Let me put the news on for a minute, or uh... yeah. Okay. Well, you know how? I mean, we all love. Uh, we all grew up watching James Bond movies to a certain degree, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
And you know how, wait, you know, James Bond movies aren't the best example. You know how Dr. Detroit is a fantastic <laughs> film. <laughs> and, you know, the film ends and you're like, this can't really be the end. Uh, and then there's the uh, title card of Dr. Detroit will return in Dr. Detroit 2, The Wrath of Mom. And that's kind of like what Shrivel Up is. Because it's like, wait, this can't be over. But it's kind of like so good that like... Mark and Jerry and the Bobs and Alan are saying to you, oh, there's going to be more more to us. Don't you worry. Mm -hmm. This isn't the last time you're going to be hanging out with Devo. And that's kind of what it does. So it's as good as Dr. Detroit, if not better. Hmm. I'm going to say it's better than Dr. Detroit. <laughs> Way, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slightly better than the song. <laughs> Way better than the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I really like the song. I don't know yeah, if that's really better good. than the song. It is. It's pretty close. Um, I'm giving it an A minus. Nope. I don't really have any reason other than I, it's not my favorite song on this album by any means. Um, it's a, it might get the minus strictly because it's like to say it's not up there with these other songs on this album. That might be the only reason for the minus. Right. Um, but it is, it isn't one of my like go to songs on this album by any means, but as a, the whole record put together, it's great. I mean, I love, I love getting there after I've listened to the whole album, you know, so a minus for me. I, um, I have the same grade as you, John. I was, uh, you know, and when I was originally kind of going in sort of my impulse grade, like, oh yeah, shrivel up. That's probably going to be a B plus, B plus for me. Cause I knew it wasn't bad, but it's like, you know, is it uncontrollable urge? Is it satisfaction? Is it Jocko homo? Eh, not so much. You know, it's probably going to be a big B plus. And listening to Shrivel Up today made me, you know, just really kind of hit home for me. Like, what a phenomenally produced album Are We Not Men is. Mm. Like, it is really, really, be it Brian Eno or the uh, aftertakes that Jerry and Mark did. Like, it is just a really well done album. Like, I was really, like, blown away by, blown away by how good it is and blown away at how good it is in context of the last couple of Devo songs I listened to specifically for this uh, project. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that these, like, these benefit from being, you know, usually we'll listen to them in, like, a shuffle with, you know, songs that, you know, thematically, chronologically are not um, close at all. But, uh, you know, alphabetically, like, it, it helps to have some, you know, some total devos or some shouts before this. And then you're like, Oh wait, this is Devo that I like. Not that, you know, not to be too negative about uh, towards those other ones, but it's like you, when you, when you put it, when you juxtapose it like that, it is a rough transition sometimes. And it, I think it, it definitely, when uh, you put it all together and you roll it in a ball, it's right. something completely different. <laughs> it's another pyramid. And it's about to fall. So, um, I, I concur grade-wise, I think, for, for a lot of the same reasons. I, I like the song a lot. It's not, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. It might be right. So I'll say A- minus and Rising. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a song that I like a lot, and um, it could be, I don't know, something I don't like about Pooty Poo Poo. <laughs> But I really love about that you too. Know, so it's a weird. The fact that you just said that sentence kind of made me like Pooty Poo Poo a little more. Yeah. So, <laughs> you've undercut your own thesis, sir. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I, 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 I concur. I, uh, I, I think we're all on the same page, more or less. We realize 
Um, you know, it'd be interesting if that wasn't on that. I don't know. Like if it wasn't on uh, Are We Not Men, how it would do somehow if it was on a different, uh, you know, mm. like we said, it's, it's, does it suffer from being on this album, like in comparison or is it, does it gain, like, is it like, well, it's a good song because it's on that kind of too, like if it was uh, produced differently on a different cut, who knows? Mm. Does it work on its own or is it of a piece? Yeah. Well, Hey, shrivel up. It's definitely on the Spotify. Um, and, uh, here following up with, uh, shrivel up is next song up is, is one that definitely recently has been uh, stuck in my head on and off for a while. And that's uh, Save It For Later, the English beat. Um, That has come up a couple of times, hasn't it? It has. has. And it can't come up enough as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of English beat lately. Archer really likes likes them, so we've been listening to them in the car a lot. Very good. Always looking for new stuff for that kid to listen to. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a good, uh, it's a good song, it's a good station, everything's good about Shrivel Up. We like it, no matter who sings it. Um, well, hey, um, coming up, uh, this was Tuesday, coming up on Thursday, we've got, uh, another, uh, episode, we're still in the summer of S, uh, but we're jumping way into the future. This was, uh, from Diva's first album, we're going to go to Diva's most recent album. We're gonna pull something from something for everybody uh, here on a new episode of ABC Devo. Devo. Did everybody just try to say the same thing at the same time? I think so. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I didn't. I didn't say anything.